From the Schmoes No Network Studios in Los Angeles, California, it's time for Meet the Movie Press. And now, here's your host, the editor-in-chief of SchmoesNo.com, Mark Riley, and from the rap, Jeff Snyder. And hello, Schmoville. Good morning. Happy Friday. This is Meet the Movie Press. I am Mark Riley, editor-in-chief of SchmoesNo.com, with some allergies today. Jeff? Jeff Snyder, film reporter for The Rap, and my nose is just fine. God, man, I, I, I swear, there's like a fire ant up my nose or something. It's just like, ugh, isn't that gross? Isn't what that a great way to start off? visual. <laughs> yeah, great way to start off Meet the Movie Press. Thanks, guys, out there in Schmoville for uh, commenting on the Facebook uh, Meet the Movie Press on the Schmoes No Network fan page, as well as subscribing and rating and commenting. And guys, if you if you didn't know, we had a little glitch with iTunes. It happens when you're building an empire. What happened? I don't know exactly. But guys, if you're out there and you have subscribed to the show, uh, please go back and resubscribe. Yeah, it's one of those. Resubscribe. Yeah, resubscribe. Recomment. Relike. Re- yeah, I, no, I think the comments are there. Uh, I think that the ratings are there, but you might want to subscribe again just so you don't miss a single episode of Meet the Movie Press. Because yeah, we did as as happens when we're building all these shows. I guess we had a little glitch. So um, yeah, there's continuity in this show. You know, you need to be able to get all the inside jokes. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> you don't want to miss an episode. You don't want to miss an episode. But uh, we have a great show as always. Uh, this Friday, we have Eric Davis from Movies.com and Fandango skyping in any minute now. But we wanted to go right off the bat. There seems to be some news. Guys, I was making my internet rounds this morning. Yes. I stumbled upon Cinema Blend. Cinema Blend. I love their I site. I read all the time. We're getting somebody on from Cinema Blend, by the way. Uh, I, this is what I hear. So, Mark, I'm in the middle of breaking news. Sorry, Jeff. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We are going to have someone from Cinema, Cinema Blend on soon because they have eagle eyes who scout things like this. They're yes. an extra on Batman v Superman. Apparently broke confidentiality knowing that there is a $5 million fine at risk. Man, that's... Uh, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing, you know, you're not a millionaire if you're just an extra on Batman or Superman, but I'm it's possible. Pretty sure, yeah. And they're saying that Jenna Malone could very well be playing Robin, and that Robin is female in the movie, could possibly be be playing Carrie Kelly from The Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Returns, and look at that graphic right here on our big movie screen. We stole it from Cinema Blend. We <laughs> stole it from Cinema Blend. Thanks, guys. And uh, wow, that is, that for me as a fan of The Dark Knight Returns, one of the greatest graphic novels, one of the greatest Batman stories, in my opinion, as a humble fan fanboy, uh, to, to potentially have Jenna Malone as Robin in uh, Batman v Superman is pretty cool, for me, at least. How do you feel about this? I love Jenna Malone. I think... I think she would be really, like, that sounds super neat. Yeah. Uh, I really dig it. And what's crazy to me, I'm like, I'm just imagining being in that newsroom. This is W-I-L-X. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that's based out of. It, it might be ba- Michigan but, News. Michigan oh, News. Okay, there you go. But yeah. It, it was like they, they disguised this extra's voice and, and hit his face. This is like their big moment. This is like. <laughs> they're, they're breaking an exclusive oh my story. God. Yeah, I know. And it, it, like the, the peeps out there in Michigan, they're like, uh, Robin who? Yeah, it's um, right. Is that is that mean to say? That's how I feel. I'm like, okay, Robin's female. That's super cool. But let's talk about th- this scoop or whatever. W I L X. Good for you guys. Yeah, way to go, guys. I mean, how and, much did you have to pay this extra? Yeah, and, probably not five million. And do you think in this case, who who it's a it's a confidentiality agreement? We're going to charge you five million dollars if you if you breach this contract. 
And this person goes, whatever, and it goes on the news. <laughs> to spoil a movie that comes out in two years. Yeah, it spoils a movie that comes out in two years, hides the face. I mean, this is like, you know, the, like when those sexual predators go on. Like, they're at, like, at least you know it's probably true, um, since he is going to all those lengths, to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's just making things up, and he's like, <laughs> don't uh, look at me. Don't look don't at me. I'm hideous. My God, that that, that is some... Uh, if I can comment as the biggest fanboy of the Batman series, pretty much, uh, next to Superman, but hey, and they're both in the same movie. But this, to me, Carrie Kelly as Robin is not only, you know, giving a great nod to the source material, The Dark Knight Returns, is that, which has always been kind of the, the, the thing. You know, that was how Snyder announced it at Comic Con a few years back or two years back. And, you know, everybody's excited that it's based loosely on one of the best Batman stories to have Robin also as a female that's really great it honestly it never made sense with WB doing all these characters and we're like where's Robin yeah like (laughs) Robin has to show up in Batman v Superman yeah and uh, and I like that they're Seem to be doing a new twist on it, on I, and, the character, and that's what I love. It's the source. It's they're taking it from the source material. It's great to have a female Robin. This isn't confirmed, by the way. No, I mean, you know, we're, we're speculating. We're, this I'm could still be... confused as to who uh, Scoot McNary's playing. Some people tell me Jimmy Olsen, but yeah, yeah, we we had an interview with him on SchmoesNo.com, and and we were speculating that he was the Flash, and you know, it, right, and we yeah. will get into by the way, Schmovo, the huge Marvel yeah, we're, we're DC gonna save news. All that stuff for when Eric Davis is here. Yes, when Eric uh, skypes, and we're going to talk about that. But with this news, when when Ezra Miller was cast as the Flash. That that was out of left field for me. I was assuming Scoot McNary was the Flash. Couldn't he be Green Lantern? He could be Green Lantern. I I don't know because now they're saying I've heard different things. And spoiler alert, guys. And I'm not hearing it from any reliable source. This was in a geeky conversation. So please don't go quoting me left and right thinking that I know something that you don't. I heard that, that Green Lantern is showing up in part two of Justice League. That's just a geeky conversation I had, and it and he's showing up based on. Do we still think Ryan Reynolds is coming back? Yeah, no, Ryan Reynolds is not coming <laughs> back. But um, yeah, I, I'm hearing that you know El Mambe was was on last week, dropped huge scoop of Brainiac as the villain in Justice League, and then moreover in this geeky conversation I was having, I hear that it's not that part two. Or, or part one of Justice League will see the, the, the crash landing of either Hal Jordan or, uh, John Stewart, one of the Green Lanterns. I, I hope it's John Stewart. And that he has come to Earth to warn that it's like, okay, Brainiac, sure. Something worse is coming and that's Dark Side. <laughs> and so that's how Green Lantern gets involved, which makes sense again, because then if Justice League Part Two and he's a part of it, after Justice League Part Two, we get a rebooted Green Lantern. We we have so much superhero news to get to. Should we just have Eric on so we can? Let's just get Eric it? on. Yeah. And you know what? Uh Eric are are you there, Eric? I am. Eric, welcome to Meet the Movie Press. How are you, sir? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome. And so, Eric, you are with Movies.com and Fandango. Is that correct? I am. That is me. That is you. You. The, you have the right guy. You have okay. Good. That's a hell of a URL. Yeah. Movies.com. <laughs> that that is. You guys got an early on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I did not start it. It was no. I came over. It had already existed for a few years. Disney had owned it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they had sold it. And so I kind of came in when it was, nobody really knew what, what to do with it. Uh, mm-hmm. 
And since then, I've been trying to to put content on there that would make sense for someone who was going to a website called movies.com. Yeah. <laughs> and I was noticing that. I was reading one of your one of your articles. Uh, Listen, the pros and cons of shared movie universes, Spider-Man, Robin Hood, Batman, and more. And you actually have your own podcast. Is that correct? Fancast? Yeah, yeah. This is a little podcast that I do with my buddy Sean O'Connell, who uh, manages Cinema Blend, their movie content. Nice. And every once a day, and you know, once a week, once every other week. You know, we're not as uh, sort of regimented mm-hmm. as Meet the Movie Presses, but uh, <laughs> you know, we, we get together when there's big stuff to talk about. Uh, when we're at film festivals together, and we'll throw up podcasts, and they seem to be they seem to do pretty well. And we'll just kind of ramble on for a while and talk about the new. Hot topics of the day lately. It's been the shared universes and everybody yep. doing the shared universes. We this week we talked about Marvel VDC because those boys dropped some big news yeah. this week. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, we do a little bit of that. That's Dude, great. I, I gotta ask you. I'm detecting an accent. Where are you from? I am from New York. Okay, Boy, yeah. Yes. Are you based nice. out of New York? I am. I uh, was born in Manhattan, lived in Staten Island for many years, moved back to Manhattan, lived in Queens. Now I'm in Long Island. Nice. I, I love it. You got some personality. I'm going to start listening to that podcast. I know. Please do. And so you got you got your buddy at Cinema Blend, and we were just talking about them. They just oh, – yeah, I don't know if you know. They just broke something, or I don't know if they broke they, it. Yeah, it, they picked it, it up. They picked yeah. it up, a, a report but from – got uh, my attention. Uh, yeah, yeah, got, yeah, got our attention. They just reported a, a Michigan TV station just had an extra from Batman v Superman that just dropped some bombs. Just, yeah, I was I was just looking at that too right before we came on. Yeah, we were guy, talking guy, about like, it. Like they had to mask his face and like disguise his voice. Yeah, because he was going to be scared. He was going to be sued for five million dollars. Exactly. So, I, I don't blame him. But yeah, he dropped some some bombs. Uh, a little Robin. Yeah, the Robin news that uh, that Jenna Malone is possibly Carrie Kelly. Which is uh, the character of Frank Miller created in The Dark Knight Returns, one of the greatest graphic novels of all time, in my in my opinion. I do too. I think it's fantastic. I love the idea of a, of a female Robin. We we just talked about it, and moreover, I just love the idea that it's it's literally taking a page out of the the graphic novel. So, I like the idea that it might be Jenna Malone. Because yeah, Jenna Malone sort of, uh, you know, she disappeared in random indie movies for a long time, and now right. she's kind of. I don't know. She's bringing out the claws. She's really good in the Hunger Games series. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love the fact that maybe she's got this big role as a female Robin yep. in the Batman v Superman because that expands her. I, she's an actress that all of a sudden it's like she woke up and she was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm just going to go be a badass in big movies. Yeah. And I love it. Well, yeah, she I, worked I with Zach on Sucker Punch. Yep. Yeah, she was in Sucker Punch too. So I, I love this this kind of new new version of Jenna Malone that we're seeing. Yeah. And uh, I hope it continues. And, and I really hope that this is true because I, I we, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, uh, Eric, before you Skyped in. We would love to see Jenna Malone as Robin. That just sounds fantastic. I think it, it kind of continues. Um, you know, WB seems to be experimenting with its casting, just, you know, um, taking these big leaps. And yeah. I think that's what actually, uh, you know, I was out these past two days in Montana, but uh, The Wrap did a really nice article, actually, about, you know, the first female, or not first because we had Electra, but, you know, in the modern superhero age, the first female uh, super superhero movie, the first black Mm-hmm. Uh, one and then um, Ezra Miller being queer. Yeah, that's right. So, so Warner Brothers is really kind of paving the way here. I, I say we just kind of get to it, you know, because the the, the this news is pretty big. Um, the DC versus Marvel, and and I'll start you guys off. I want to get your opinion on this because a fan wrote something last night. We talked about it on the main show, 
and uh, kind of went in depth about it. But we're going to go even more in depth because it's so big. But a fan brought up that they are kind of more interested in WB and DC because they seem to have balls to actually quote them. They're going their their first female superhero movie, Wonder Woman. Uh, the first uh, black Ray, super, right? you cyborg. know, with cyborg. And possibly we could be getting a second with uh, John Stewart and Green Lantern. What do you guys think? It, right off the bat, let me just hear DC over Marvel. Who's winning right now? I, well, I, I think it's hard to, to say that DC is winning just because Marvel's already proven themselves. Yeah, it's, it um, is a loaded question. I apologize. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but I think Warner Brothers and DC have a slight advantage on Marvel in that they have all their characters under one roof. They don't have to share. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they they don't have to have them split up between different studios. And so they can play around with that. Uh, and the, yeah, they are take, making ballsier decisions. You know, yeah. uh, D, Warner Brothers releases a slate all the way through t- 2020, says these are the movies we're going to make. Marvel will say these are the movies we're going to make for the next two years. And then we'll let you know. Yeah, uh, because they're smart. Because they know if Guardians of the Galaxy all of a sudden, holy crap, it's the biggest movie of the year. All right, now we can go ahead and take one of those release dates that we announced and, and make that the Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah, Warner Brothers. Uh, I mean, at least on paper, they can't really do that. What if Suicide Squad becomes a Guardians of the Galaxy? Exactly. They don't have room for Suicide Squad two. Right. So it, it is a bit of a ballsier move, but it is a ballsier slate, and I, I love the slate, and um, I think they're doing different things than Marvel's doing, at least in tone. And yeah. direction mm-hmm. and so uh i i it's a cool dynamic and i'm curious to see how it plays out that yeah. was very well said yeah um and i know i'm personally looking forward to the wb dc movies i, I am too marvel. sorry yeah, yeah and, and i don't care about the how much success marvel has had like It's, you know, we kind of had a debate. We went back and forth. We have, you know, uh, we had Matt Key last night and he hosts uh, Marvel News for Marvel fans, which you can find on the Schmoes No Network, by the way. Nice one. Thank you. Way to work that in. I I work it in nice. Um, And, you know, there, there was a debate on, you know, Marvel is proven, obviously, and DC is not. That's just kind of what the fans take from it because Man of Steel, say what you will about the movie, it did do very well, uh, you know, uh, considering uh, the the polarizing opinions out there on the movie. But they didn't really have – I mean, it wasn't like a, a home run. So, I, I, But I don't understand this this claim. Are we not giving DC any credit for the for the Dark Knight trilogy? Is that all just going to Nolan? See, yeah, I guess so. I, I think personally it is going to Nolan because what you, what you have there is they're not bringing the Nolan Batman into the new shared universe of DC. So I think people are, are wondering what that looks like. So, Eric, what are your I, thoughts I, on that? I think Batman v Superman is going to give us a big idea of what that looks like because even Man of Steel still had Christopher Nolan – uh, yeah, sort of Godfather in that movie in some ways. Yeah, so I this is going to be the first time where he's not there. Yeah, I, uh, it's going to be kind of it's going to be resting on Zack Snyder's shoulders to say, "All right, Snyder, you, you're the man. You're setting us up now for yeah. everything through 2020. Uh, what he establishes in that movie is is everything." Yeah, to, to, to their DC universe. So uh, I I trust him. I think he knows how to deliver a movie that fans get excited about he knows how to how to deliver really cool action sequences he's a big nerd he he loves these characters he's he seems like he's the right guy to have as your big sort of shepherd um but like i said it's ballsy you know what the ballsiest move that they're making right now is gal gadot it's like who the hell is gal gadot well we're gonna give her four movies right you know she's she's gonna be a batman v superman uh we're gonna give her her own solo wonder woman movie she's gonna we'll probably put her in two justice league movies oh yeah 
And it, that's it, ballsy. I mean, it, it would be different if it was Anne Hathaway. We know, well, okay, we know Anne Hathaway is going to sell big movie tickets if sure. give her a solo Wonder Woman movie. We have no idea who Gal Gadot is, and so I, I love it. I, I, I love them taking those kinds of chances with it. So I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, it's it's they're just kind of swinging for the fence and and seeing what happens. The, and, the other thing I will say, yeah. guys, and and listen, I, I totally believe that Warner Brothers is going to go through with everything it's saying, but. These are just announcements right now. Yes. You know, like if everyone hates Gal Gadot and we can't understand what the hell she's saying or, you know, something happens. <laughs> yeah. Like she, she punches her fiance in the face in an elevator. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> she'll be recast. <laughs> well, that, that would be an interesting dynamic if, if she, they launch her in, in uh, Batman v Superman and she's, and she's not up to snuff. Yeah. And they have to recast her for a solo Wonder Woman movie. I mean, that put that, that right away puts a wrench in. And sort of planted, so I think they have a lot of faith in her. Yeah, they, uh, they and must they, be seeing something that they they like to kind of yeah to have that much faith in her. Plus, she just got cast in the Ben Hur remake. So, it, it, is it because of her being Wonder Woman now? They're 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 hedging their bets and going, oh, we're going to have a huge superstar in our hands, so let's put her in Ben Hur. Or is it talent? Is it like she auditioned? She said she must have auditioned for for Ben Hur. Unless I could be wrong. Yeah, no. Gal Gadot is not at the uh, offer-only stage. Thank you. She's auditioning. Yeah. So, so they must – she must be able to hold her own. So I'm, I'm hoping she just knocks it out of the park too. Well, that, that's what I'm curious about. Maybe, Jeff, you, you would know. Uh, but like do, are they, do they allow to show people, you know, footage for movies that are in production to kind of get, get a, a feel for how this, how this girl is as an actress? Or is, it, or is she just straight up auditioning? I would be very surprised that Warner Brothers or Zack Snyder are, are giving footage of her as Wonder Woman to other, yeah, you know, producers or whatever. But I, I do think that that absolutely goes on on other movies, mm-hmm. um, but not something as sensitive as that. Yeah, it, yeah, I was wondering that too because I, I think of that Entourage episode where they like shared some of Vinny Chase's scenes from a from a or from a a big movie and then to Scorsese and then he got the part. Uh, I'm off track. Who yeah, cares well, about that? I, I also heard that's how Josh Trank got Star Wars. Is that they showed uh, the, he they showed them his little Fantastic Four reel that he, that he got that job with. Um, that's sure, right. I, I, I totally be- I totally believe that. But again, he's the, he's the director, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like this is my movie. I have the dailies on my computer. I'll you know I'll stitch something together and show you something. Right. But Gal Gadot can't exactly do that. Right. Right. But I you know w- with her casting you know. Everybody was like, "Who?" And now she's kind of more of a of a name just because of well, the project. Trying to yeah, draft coast on that success, or you know, exactly. I mean, they know that she's going to be a star, so they feel a lot safer about casting her and Ben Hur. Yeah. Well, uh, real quick, Eric, I want to I want to find out first. How did you start at Movies dot com and Fandango? Because we didn't really didn't get into that, and then we'll then we'll dive into to really discuss this DC Marvel stuff. Yeah, we did not. Well, I I go I go way back. I'm, yeah, I'm sort of a relic. Okay. Uh, in in the movie press, movie online, movie blogging industry, when they eventually when they open up a museum for movie blogging, it's somewhere in Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> will be, uh, I will probably be on the wall next to a really cool Star Wars poster. Somebody be like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, look at that Star Wars poster. But uh, but yeah, I I go all the way back to like 2003, back to when kind of. Personal blogging was starting to take off. They yeah. had a Blogspot, TypePad, those kinds of uh, those kind of applications. And I had a personal blog, and I used to write a lot about movies. And then somebody was like, "Hey, I, we have this blog called Cinematical. 
uh, that writes about movies. Jason Calcanis started this whole web network uh, in Gadget mm-hmm. uh, as, as a tech. Autoblog does does auto uh, automobiles. TV Squad does TV, and Cinematical is our movie blog. Okay. Uh, do you want to write? We pay we pay three dollars a post. And I was like, hey, I get paid to write about movies. It's $3, but who the hell cares? Just add that up, man. You got Del Taco for dinner that night. Yeah, so I was like, all right. My first my first ever thing that I ever got paid for to write about uh, when it came to movies was the casting of Will Ferrell in Talladega Nights. Ah, um, okay. So I remember that. It was awful. And my write-up was horrible. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, and so I started at this site, Cinematical. And then uh, six months after I started there, AOL bought that network from Jason Calcanis. And um, the network began to grow. Mm-hmm. And Cinematical sort of was tucked underneath AOL Movie Phone. Uh, I ah. stayed at Cinematical. I, I rose, you know, through the ranks, so to speak. Eventually, uh, you know, guys like uh, Karina Longworth or girls like Karina Longworth. She was my first editor there. I learned a lot from her. Uh, James Rocky was was one of my editors there for a time. And then I eventually became the editor-in-chief uh, of Cinematical. Nice. And so I ran that site. Uh, for for probably about four years before things before the Huffington Post came in to AOL and things got a little bit hairy and messy. Yeah. You were on the front lines for all that stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, I was. I was right there when that all happened. Uh, and at the time, uh, you know, I I was working pulling double duty for Fandango, doing some like daily blog posts for them. Okay. And they had this movies dot com site, and they didn't they didn't really know what they wanted to do with it. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know what? Uh, our 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 ship is sinking. Over at Cinematical, I have a lot of great writers. Mm-hmm. Why don't you let us come over to Movies.com and and try to inject something into that site and make it, you know, make it a fun place for people to come visit people who like movies. And, and so we made that deal, uh, and we left Cinematical as as it was dying. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, it's still a sore topic for me. It's still a oh. sore topic for a lot of people. But uh, but yeah, we we came over to Movies.com, and and so since then we've been. Kind of, you know, kind of trying to, uh, to inject some some different kinds of content in there. Yeah, um, you know, fun stuff. It, you know, we could use a redesign. We could use some some new flashy things, and hopefully that'll come in the near future. But uh, for now, you know, you kind of come over, and and if you like movies, there's there's something for you that you will be able to enjoy. Of course, lately we've been following a lot of the geeky stuff, the superhero stuff, because that's what's really popular. Yeah, uh, but but we have all kinds of things on there. So. Uh, yeah, it's great. I no, I really like your site, and I know uh, you know movies dot com works with the schmoes that 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 started this all, Mark and Christian. Oh. So yeah, they, yeah. you know, I mean, you go to movies dot com, and on the homepage is you know an article that says that the schmoes review of of Birdman. You know, so I know that you know that's a big uh, thing for the schmoes to be on movies dot com, and that's how I got familiar with you guys, and and. You know, I get you know links all the time from Christian that says, "Hey, you know, movies.com just dropped this. You know, do we cover this yet?" And so it's there, pretty there, cool. There's real passion on on the site, and, and it's about the writing. It's not about the redesign. Um, yeah, you know, things it, like that. It really is. I still go to Ain't It Cool News. The site's like the same. You know, I know Ain't It Cool News has not changed the way it looks for. But I like that. Twenty years. I like it too. It's it. It was my number one. And that's how I got familiar with Jeff, is uh, Mira Jeff, right? Mira, that was yep. you. There you go. Yeah, so, there's something charming about sites that still look like they're stuck in like 2006. Yeah, yeah uh, right. You know, they, you know what? They're, they're a, lot, a lot of times they're a lot easier to navigate yeah. than some of these crazy, flashy, crazy websites that have so much information on their front page. And you just like – you go there and you're like, what the – what am I looking at? I have no idea. Yeah, There's and, a picture of Will Smith. That, I, I like Will Smith. Yeah. I guess I'll click on that. Right. 
Right, and that's a, that's a real interesting point for the movie press. You know, you got your trades, you got your blogs, you got your you know AOL owned sites, Huffington Post, all this kind of stuff. And you know, as do, do you uh, deal with any of the business side of things, Eric, and Movies dot com, like advertising, or are you just strictly content? Yeah, right now I'm strictly content. Okay. Fandango owns movies.com. And so when it comes to the ads and all that stuff, they have their own ad, ad sales department. Sure. And uh, they deal with all that kind of crazy stuff. And I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um, as much as I've always, you know, as much as it's on my bucket list to kind of have ownership of something. Sure. Um, I don't mind dealing, not having to deal with all of that stuff. I'd rather focus on uh, on the content. And I do a lot. I, do, I also do radio. I do some TV mm-hmm. uh, for them. So I'm, and I'm still pulling double duty between both sites. So I, I really do a little bit of everything, um, which I feel like you kind of have to have to do these days. Uh, you, you know, sort of, you can't just be like a film critic. Yeah. It's, it's a little it's bit harder. harder. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I wish I could do that. I mean, I, you know, schmoesno.com is, you know, kind of fairly new. We've been kind of doing the movie news thing for about a year and a half now. And I'm, you know, maybe editor in chief and write the occasional article now, but <laughs> My God, you know, I'm also dealing with the ads and the ad space and the tech and, you know, and it's interesting, the different sites, how some can be so hard to navigate. I mean, I think that's a big part of this business is that you want to give them the news. You want to give them the content, but if you're throwing it in there and there's so many pictures and links and this and that, and then a full page ad comes up and then there's an ad for Disneyland over here, you're like, what is going on? So (laughs) I'm aware of that just on the business side of things. I want to get more to the content. Um, but I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, uh, Let's talk some Suicide Squad. I want to yeah. talk some Suicide Squad, but first I want to do this. Eric, I don't know if you're familiar. We have uh, a thing that we do every Wednesday on Meet the Movie Press on the Facebook page. We have fans that write in hopeful news break. Dun, 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 dun. There it is. And I do, and I bring this up now to kind of get us into... Uh, what we're going to talk about because somebody before all the news was broken and, and I like this and, and guys out there in Schmoville, when you, when you think about hopeful news break, I, I want you to think about like what you've heard, like what's out there. Like you, you can kind of sense maybe what is going to break sometimes. Sure. Like, like Marvel drops the, the Captain America three with Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, right? And so somebody off of that news went in and said, I want to hear, and this is William Shockley says, "I well, first he wants a Doctor Strange actor. I think we all do. I think Jeff does too, of course, <laughs> as, yeah, well, as well. Pins and needles. But he wants. Uh, he wanted to hear DC announce a solo Wonder Woman movie officially, a solo Batman film, and Superman as well. And then that, fr- based on that hopeful news that he wanted to hear, the next day we got that news. So I think that's pretty cool." And, and I want to leave it at there. I know you guys, we, we could talk more about Hopeful News Break. And we will do that every Wednesday. You guys drop some of your stories that you want to hear. But this is a perfect example of what you want to hear, and it happened. So let's go into the DC slate to start, and let's talk Suicide Squad. Yeah. Jeff? So it sounds like, I mean, again, I was in Montana. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Internet was a little spotty. So from what I understand... Hollywood Reporter went with, um, they said Ryan Gosling's being courted and that there are offers out to Will Smith, Tom Hardy, and Margot Robbie. Yes. And then the next day, Deadline came in and said, it, it sounds like Will Smith and Tom Hardy are going to do it. Wow. Okay. So, Eric, have you been following the Suicide Squad uh, kind of stuff? 
I have. I, I think Suicide Squad is probably the coolest, the, the one I'm most excited about out of this lineup because I just think it's a cool movie. Yeah. David Ayer, who's, mm-hmm. who's, who's a, a ballsy director, he makes kind of gritty movies. They, they say it's going to be a gritty film. I would love it for it to be R-rated, although I don't think it will be. Yeah. Uh, but it's a cool film because this is something Marvel's not doing yet. They don't have a big... Uh, film with a bunch of villains. You know, we're going to see, well, Sinister Six, we're going to see that. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of Marvel Studios, they're not doing it. Uh, and to do it kind of right off the bat after Batman v Superman or some, somewhere around there, it's early on in their, in their yeah. slate. Yeah. Uh, you can kind of get people behind all of these villains and have people rooting for them in different ways. But then you could spin that back around and maybe use these villains later on in movies where you're rooting against them. And I like that dynamic. I like. I like kind of screwing with the audience in that way. Yeah. Uh, especially if we're a big fan of Deadshot. Yeah. You know, say say they get Ryan Gosling to play Deadshot, which would be great. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, I love Deadshot. Awesome. Yeah, go Deadshot. And then we bring him back, and he's the villain in a Batman movie or something. Yeah. Th- That's that, a cool dynamic. That it? is a really cool dynamic. And, and, and not to deviate from the DC, but I also heard Ryan Gosling circling or looking at Doctor Strange. Oh God! He did you hear awful. that? No, yeah, actually, I didn't. You didn't? I where did <laughs> I hear that? I want to say I, I, Variety, actually, or I, or Hollywood Reporter, yeah, one of those. No, it was that Hollywood Reporter story. I, I'm, you know, yeah. Ryan Gosling's not going to be Doctor Strange. Yeah, Ryan Gosling's <laughs> cool. He's not. Strange. I love that. You know what, I, Eric? I like your. I think Ryan Gosling because he has been so comfortable in. I guess you could call it independent fair, but he's he's more interested in interesting characters. And I think if he goes and does Deadshot, that's kind of more in line with maybe, you know, oh, I'll play the villain. Uh, you know, I'll start with being the anti-hero. Deadshot's right up there with Michael Corleone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Deadshot's a cool character. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know any of the characters. I mean, if I know any of them in, in Suicide Squad, I guess Deadshot's the one I, I've heard of. But uh, yeah. I don't know any of the other ones. But what I think is interesting is that if Tom Hardy and Will Smith do end up doing it, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of the reverse, uh, you know, strategy from Batman versus Superman. They're casting. Jason Momoa, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller. You know, not household names, but the, it's the characters. Those yeah. are the stars. Whereas yeah. Suicide Squad, we don't really know the characters, and so we need movie stars to bring them to life. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the Will Smith part of this, because Will Smith, everybody's always been like, he's scared to play evil. He's scared to play a bad guy. You know, that's why he wasn't in Django. Right, he likes to be the hero. You know? And yeah. Hancock. Hancock, with, I, I, I kind of liked Hancock. I, the original script for that was a lot darker. Right. Yeah, it was. Tonight he comes. Yeah. That's right. The original. Quite, quite the title. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a cool script and it was kind of a cool movie and I was happy to see Will Smith sign on to that. Uh, but yeah, I'd be curious to see him in this film and playing a supervillain and what that means then. Do they tie him down to multiple films or is he just doing this? And, you know, that he's an interesting name to see kind of come in this just because he's so picky and choosy. Yeah. And, and, and I'm wondering too. I'm, you wouldn't know it by his recent <laughs> films though. And that's my point. I mean, he's kind of made some movies that have stunk, you know, as of late. So do you think this might be his way of going, okay? I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit, maybe maybe redefine my my image, and I'm going to play a villain now or an anti-hero in, in the Suicide Squad that, like you said, Eric, could then maybe show up as a villain in another DC property. I mean, do you think that might be some of the reasons behind this? Yeah. That, 
I mean, it's a superhero movie, and that's what's that's what's hot right now. And if you're an actor like Will Smith, who for the, for most of your career you were opening up movies like like Gangbusters, you were the man mm-hmm. when it came to opening up movies. Yeah, and then After Earth doesn't kind of pull in Will Smith numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know, you were like, okay, if, if I'm going to keep doing these big movies, if I'm going to keep being quote unquote, Will Smith, mm-hmm. then I got to do a superhero movie. Cause that's, that's, that's what, that's what's big right now. Yeah. So, yeah. And, 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 and to do the, the, I guess the, the villain, I'm using air quotes for those of you listening at home. Um, it, it just seems like an interesting choice for him. So I like that. And Tom Hardy, I'll just get behind anything he does. You know, you should put him as Bane. Why not? Screw it. Right? Bane's not part of Suicide Squad. Yeah, but we. I need another movie with Tom Hardy as Bane. Yeah, just I know. I would love that. Sound cues and. But then now it has the sound cues. Could they but, do it for the jokes? Could they put Tom Hardy as Bane just for the jokes? Yeah, right. But then, but then that would tie the Nolan universe in, which is not it, apparently. So who knows? I mean, it's getting so convoluted now. I just want a movie with Bane in a car for ninety minutes, <laughs> talking to his <laughs> pregnant whatever. That is a great. That's a that's a guys listening out there, uh, burgeoning young filmmakers, make that short. That's mm. pretty good. I like that. It's, it is interesting that they want to use Tom Hardy again so soon after The Dark Knight Rises. So they're going right. to really have to make him look a lot different. So this way, people aren't like, "Wait, did we just see this guy? Is yeah. the same character?" You know, they don't they don't want confusion there. Right, right. And so, you know, continuing on in Suicide Squad, a lot of people have said, "Hey, this could be the the DC version of a Guardians of the Galaxy," which I, I think if it's executed well, written well, acted and cast well, like Guardians of the Galaxy was. I That's think right. they could Te- be right. Technically, all the Guardians could be villains, you know, in someone else's movie. Yeah. yeah. You, know? you know? I mean, I, I think Star-Lord probably... He was a thief, though, right? He was a thief, yeah. I mean... He, he's not... He wasn't a very uh, honorable character to start. There's some hero out there in the galaxy who's trying to stop Chris Pratt. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I'm hoping Suicide Squad will be that t- type of movie. I'm, I am most intrigued, I think, out of all of them because of... My lack of knowledge of the source material, so I can kind of go in like pretty fresh, you know. Um, yeah, no, that's exciting to me as well. I like the idea that it's just like there's no black or white when it comes to heroes and villains. Yeah, yeah, and I like uh, you know. Again, Eric, we had uh, El Mayambe. You, you have you have you heard that name before? Oh, I'm good friends with El Mayambe. There you so, go. Yes, yes, we are New York boys. There, yep, yep. He is a New York boy, and he came and uh, he kind of broke down his CIA black ops mission. We got snipers on the roof. He's got snipers on the roofs getting these scoops, and he I did drop, it. you know, the characters of Suicide Squad as well as the villain of Batman v Superman. So, kind of segueing in now to some of the DC stuff. Um, do you think some of these blogs like? especially Latina reviews sometimes, they seem to drop a huge scoop and then like a week later it'll be confirmed by some of the trades. So do you think that had anything to do with uh, this this announcement with DC? Or do, oh, you yeah. th- do you think, you know, and to give Latina review credit, it, did that push the DC announcement or was it Marvel's announcement that, that pushed DC to, to, to fight back? I have a lot to say, but you go first, Eric. Oh, well, I, Jeff would probably be more know more about this than I. I mean, I would think Marvel uh, sort of making a big announcement would, would force their hand a little bit more than Latino Review making a big announcement. Sure. Um, but but my, he... I, one, the one thing I don't like about Latino Review's break, though, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it, when, as it pertains to the Suicide Squad lineup, is I don't know how you make a Suicide Squad film and not have Harley Quinn 
as a character. I mean, when I go to Comic-Con, every other girl is dressed as Harley Quinn. This yeah. is a character that people are salivating for. Yeah. They want to see her on screen. And uh, that's why I would love to see Margot Robbie playing her. I don't. I, I, I can imagine she may be playing who Vixen. Yeah. If, if that's the lineup that they're going with, but um, yeah, I, I just don't know how you don't have have Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad movie. You got you got to bring her out. I I agree. I agree. As far as the actual announcement goes, you know, a lot of people thought it was very interesting that Warner Brothers chose to reveal all this stuff in an investor call rather than to fans when New York Comic Con ended like, you know, 72 hours before. Yeah. Seems like a baffling decision um, that kind of shows you where their head's at. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people were talking about the timing. You know, it came right after the Marvel announcement. So it's like, oh, did they counter with that? Mm -hmm. Well, what if Marvel heard that Warner Brothers was going to say all this stuff on the investor call and decided to steal their thunder the day before that that's very true that's very true i think everybody is always saying that dc is trying to play catch up with marvel and so the idea of the news of the civil war and setting up civil war with iron man in captain america 3 and what that'll do to the whole uh, shared universe in marvel it's interesting that that you know that you're spinning it on its head and i i, I could actually see that I just, it makes sense on, on uh, for a few different reasons, you know. But also Robert Downey Jr. You know, Marvel had to kind of put a halt to the Robert Downey Jr. train at some point because it was he was all over the place, right? You know, he was obviously teasing something big, yeah. And uh, everybody was reporting it like crazy. So at some point they had to come and say, okay, no, this is what he's talking about. Uh, but yeah, you know, I I I do like it. Marvel stealing Thunder though, because it, it when you get down to it, it's not a decision they have to tell you. This week, right? It could delay it. You know, he's he's not going to be doing press for the judge forever, right? Um, but, <laughs> he might yeah, have it, to. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I do like Marvel kind of possibly saying, "Hey, Warner Bros. is going to have this investment investors call. They're, they're going to drop some some big news. Why don't we drop some big news two days before and steal some thunder?" So yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I just thought the timing was really interesting, and you know, going back to that uh, Robert Downey Jr. story that Variety broke, and it was a good story. Mark Razor worked; it seemed like he had spent some time on that, and I and we're yeah. going to have Mark on soon. Uh, yeah, I'm planning on it. Good, good. Because um, I'd love to hear sort of what went into that. Yeah. Um, what I was really most interested in um, were the details. You know, the stuff about the contracts and Ike Ike uh, versus Kevin. You know, yeah. inside Marvel, like that was the really juicy insider stuff that I thought Mark, um, you know, did a great job with. As far as the scoop itself, like Robert Downey Jr. doing Captain America 3, I don't understand what the big surprise was. Like, he's been talking about renegotiating his contract. Yeah. He says, I'm not doing Iron Man 4. Mm -hmm. There's two movies that are casting, Doctor Strange and Captain America 3. Like, yeah. what did we think that it was? Yeah, and I, I, I think that, you know, it's interesting you bring up the business side of it because uh, as well as I heard it was, like, Downey Jr. really sparked to the idea wanted to be more involved and so the negotiations went further or or got heated as or as as what you were talking about right there was like um i was like no i don't want yeah, to do no, this that was all in mark's report um, yeah yeah it, it was a great report guys uh, if you want to read some of the business i mean because that's what you know sure meet the movie press and 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 the guys we're talking about right now and 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 you know yeah we talked about it for the fans but when you think about the business side of it Especially the business side of the, um, you know, these are huge movies. So to have negotiations going on with Robert Downey Jr., knowing that that will like break the internet, so to speak, to get him right. involved. I wasn't surprised to have him, his character pop up in Captain America 3. I think what it was is the Civil War. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that was really cool. Obviously, you know, Mark uh, broke that wide open, and, and that to me was also the most exciting part. Yeah, and and I, I remember I didn't know much about Civil War. So. Yeah, and it, see, I followed the the Marvel comic line Civil War. I loved it. I read all the issues. I collected them, and then I saw a weird tweet from Marvel that had Civil War 2015. Right, and I'm like, are they relaunching Civil War? Or are they rebooting it comic wise? Right. No movie. And then I, I kind of, I, I kind of, out of curiosity, started looking around. And maybe it's a special edition collector's book right. or something. I didn't know. And then all of a sudden, that that and, dropped. And honestly, guys, I, uh, and I haven't spoken to Mark yet, um, but I think that that tweet forced Variety's hand. I, I think when Variety saw that tweet, and you know, there were all these clues yeah. that it was going that that was going to be the announcement. I felt like Variety's like, listen, we can't hold this any longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if that Marvel tweet played a big part in their decision decision to publish. And these are the kinds of things that we talk about on Meet the Meet the Movie Press. Yeah, that's right. And so and by the way, we have Eric Davis from Movies dot com. Eric, your thoughts on on the Marvel Civil War? Are you a fan of the source material? Were you floored by the announcement? I think it's a cool idea, and it's interesting, Mark. The only other website that is linked to in that variety piece is movies.com because we did an interview with the Russo brothers nice. for the cap for the cap two Blu-ray. And, and they said, you know, what would people are going to freak out when they hear what, what we're, what we're doing. Yeah. And uh, so I, I knew that something was going to happen and it makes sense for Downey Jr. to do it. And it makes sense in terms of uh, the civil war storyline. You know, I, I read Farachi stuff a lot. Yeah. Badass and, he, he puts it in perspective really nicely and he kind of lays it all out there for you yeah. um, in terms of how how the story is going to play, you know, throughout the movies. But yeah, you know, it, Ultron, everything I know about Ultron, mm-hmm. and I was on the set of that film, uh, is, is, is that it's going to be bonkers and crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that the, after that movie's over, they're going to have to sort of change up the dynamic in some form. And so I think if these guys are all coming together – uh, to defeat the craziest villain that we've ever seen in a superhero movie on the big screen, mm-hmm. then it would make sense for them to then do a movie where they have to be split and divided against each other. Yeah. Um, because when you have a villain that's all powerful that can just go crazy and do cra- crazy amounts of damage, uh, then you want to change that dynamic and have the villain be one of their own. So, Yeah, and I, I, I thought it was very interesting because, uh, again, I, I mentioned Matt Key from uh, Marvel News for Marvel Fans saying – you know, it could be that there's going to be the Civil War storyline. The heroes are divided, and then maybe Thanos comes in. There's the rumor of Avengers being split up into two movies. That maybe Thanos comes in that brings the teams back together. So I I, I find it all interesting. It's a very very crazy. I, as a fanboy, I'm loving it. I'm loving this idea of the Civil War. I don't know if the rumors of Sony working with Marvel to get Spider-Man in. That kind of movie, um, because Spider-Man in the source material plays a huge part in that story. So I don't know how you can do a Civil War without Spider-Man. And and Farachi especially did, did a great breakdown, like you said, Eric. And he kind of mentions that. It's like, you know, who knows how, how it could work. But I, I just it, – it's kind of blowing my mind as a fanboy. So I think, it ha- I think it has to happen. I think they have to get Spider-Man over. Yeah. Um, and I think Sony knows that it has to happen. Because uh, because they they need to relaunch Spider Man. I mean, they're going to do a Spider Man three and sure. keep Andrew Garfield. I think you keep Andrew Garfield. I think the guy's great as Spider Man and Peter Parker. I agree. Yeah, um, he's not. But, the, he's not the problem. 
Yeah, no, no he's I, not the problem. I think you bring him over to Marvel Studios. You let Kevin Feige kind of massage that character a little bit. Yeah, and and you relaunch him in an Avengers three, and then from, from that you use that to come back to a Spider Man three, and maybe even have Feige over there kind of Godfathering that that movie. I don't know if that'll ever happen. Yeah, um, but uh, or at least massaging in the background. Me, yeah, but, but by the way, I got it when you said that the first time, just like a minute ago, my mind flashed to Kevin actually massaging Spider Man. Imagining it's okay, man. Fiction. Don't worry, buddy. It gets better. It gets better. We'll take care of Sony. Yeah, and that's and that's another interesting dynamic that we've been hearing. You know, I've heard reports that you know Fox and Marvel, like Marvel's trying to bury you know the Fantastic Four comics because they don't like Fox and and what they're doing there and so that's an interesting dynamic it's interesting that Sony has Spider-Man and you know then I've heard that there's it's a soft reboot with Sinister Six you know so I don't know what's going to play out this is some crazy superhero times I mean it's we've done the whole episode on superheroes I know and and unfortunately I I really think that that's a problem I think that we need to be talking about other yeah scoops here yeah but this was a uh, a special week so it was a special uh, hopefully week. hopefully next week you know we'll try and maybe get the focus back to like indies some award season some stuff. award season stuff like we can horror talk about movies coming up are we gonna get ryan turk yeah we? actually we are have we? uh yeah we have ryan turk coming on the halloween episode great. that's great so we're gonna uh just so you guys know a little tease for the halloween episode in two weeks we're gonna have ryan turk from shock till you drop and we're gonna talk all horror movies which i can't wait for but yeah. eric it's been a pleasure, man. We got to wrap it up here on Meet the Movie Press. Uh, where can the good people find you again? Uh, you can find me at movies.com. You can find me over at fandango.com and on Twitter at Eric, E R I K Davis, D A V I S. Awesome. Well, we loved having you on, man. I love, yeah, you got a great New York thing going there, man. I, I love, love it. I love talking to you and in, your, in your opinions, and uh, I'm going to be following up on your stuff all the time, man. Thanks awesome. for coming on. Thanks, man. And go see Birdman if you haven't seen Birdman. I know. I haven't Absolutely. seen it. I need to see it. Definitely. I can't Fantastic wait. Film. I can't wait. Have a good weekend, man. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. You too, guys. So that was Eric Davis from Movies.com and Fandango. And that is all the time we have on Meet the Movie Press. Jeff, where the people find you? And, and what are you working on, maybe? A little tease? Oh, God. I'm, again, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I have to catch up on like 72 hours worth of emails, which is like a thousand emails. Yeah, right. Um, I bet. Uh, you can follow me on at the, at the, at the Insnider on Twitter. That's right. And the rap.com. That's right. And, uh, as always, you can find me on schmoesno.com as well as at Riley around, R-E-I-L-L-Y around. And guys, be sure again, share, comment, subscribe. If you, if you subscribed, why don't you go on back and, uh, resubscribe, uh, and thank you for doing so. And uh, we will have a great show for next week. This is Mark Riley. And Jeff Snyder. You just met the movie press. See you next week, guys. From producers Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis, and the entire Schmoes No Network crew, we would like to thank you for listening to Meet the Movie Press. Special thanks to Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos, the author of Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness in stores now. To watch or listen to other Schmoes No Network episodes, get movie news, or join the conversation, be sure to visit schmoesno.com. I'm the Pit Boss, and this has been a presentation of Schmoes No.